Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living with me, your host, and my guest today, Les Jensen. We're going to be talking about the new human living. And you know, it is a new way of living now. There's a new consciousness out there, a new awakening. And we are actually finally embracing the human beings that we are meant to be. No longer are we constantly living in that flight or fight mode, but we're realizing we have a soul, a heart, a spirit, and they need to be incorporated into the conversation. We do not live just by the brain or the mind alone. So we're going to be talking about that soul's recognition of vibrations. We're going to be talking about living that soul living in the human experience. Trust your potential and purifying your persona energy. Persona aligns with your authentic power, says Les. He also says we are passionate about helping you discover your truth. It's the only thing that can truly set you free. Energy is the native language of the universe. To purify your own personal energy is to raise the level of your authentic personal power. Trust in your purpose, ignite your passion, live in your authentic power, fulfilling the version of your own soul, your pure authentic you. Absolutely words, perfect words to my ear and that is what it's about. We're here to discover our meaningful purpose, our divine meaningful purpose. And everything we go through in life is just a training ground. There's life's lessons to help us get to living that meaningful purpose. And you can only do that when you ignite the soul, heart and spirit into the conversation. So let's have a conversation with Les, the author of Citizen King, The New Age of Power. He created The New Human Living, a platform that promotes personal empowerment and less life's purpose of being service to others. He also hosts the New Human Human Living Radio and by the time you hear this show I would have been on his show and there will be a link for you to hear that. He has wonderful conversations with people about truly embracing our human consciousness and we're going to be doing that today, embracing our human consciousness. He began his life as an engineer in broadcast television and he has worked in every high power television uh, transmitters. His hands-on experience with immense amount of energy would later convey to him the language that would ultimately use in the spiritual writings. We never know from where we come from to where we're meant to go, unless we're willing to take the journey. So welcome to the show, Les. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So, you know, one thinks about engineers as kind of a little bit, you know, methodical and, and very stickler to detail and, and you know, the, the facts. And so, you know, how does it come from that engineering background that you found your spiritual thread, your spiritual path? Well, it was really an unexpected moment. I had been working in broadcast television for a couple of decades, and there's a uh, a real curious aspect to this notion of television transmitters. You push the go button on that, and the blowers kick on, and the glycol pumps start pumping, and 
And this immense amount of power, raw power, comes through the transmitter and out the antenna, and millions of people get a pristine television signal. Well, unbeknownst to me, I had energy stored in my subconscious Mm -hmm. that I I was not aware of at all. And my relationships were struggling. My health was struggling. I was starting to get ulcers. And uh, it had put me on the couch with a psychiatrist. And after a year or two on the couch, there was a particular moment when he said, well, Les, when are we going to get in touch with this anger? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm not angry. I'm not. I mean, what the hell? Why are we talking about anger? And he's like, no, 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 no. I want to talk about your anger. And I'm like, this is really pointless. And he put out his hand and he said, come on, push on my hand. And I'm like, okay, this is lame. And he said, now push on your, push on my hand and show me your anger. And uh, I did and really nothing happened. I kind of sunk in the overstuffed couch and he stopped. He, said, he looked me right in the eye and he said, no, look, it's safe for you to show me your anger. I want to see your anger. It's really okay. And he put his hand out again. And in that moment, my life changed because some valve, some something in my psyche opened up. And just like turning on one of those transmitters, this immense amount of anger comes streaming out of my consciousness. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. (laughs) And and I'm sitting there while it's flowing out of me. It's uh, So I'm I'm emoting just an immense amount of anger. I'm like, who are you? And the anger was like, I don't know, who are you? (laughs) It, It was so impersonal. It didn't care how I reacted to it. It didn't care my experience of it. And the engineer minded me said, wait a minute, whoa, 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 wait, stop, time out. Where has all this immense energy been in my psyche that I was not aware of? And from that day forward, I started paying attention to my, to my own personal energy persona. And I, I found a lot of energy in my psyche that I wasn't cognitive of, I wasn't aware of. And as I went in there with my consciousness and rooted it out, my own personal power increased. And so that was really the, the, the birthing, if you will, of me as a radio host, as an author, as a spiritual writer. None of that was in my psyche to begin with. I love it when people kind of have those wake-up calls. Uh, you know, we have absolutely no idea, you know, how or where or when it's going to happen. But, you know, when it does, when you get that aha moment, gosh, there's more to life than this. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a really like the little backpack on. You feel like a hobbit off on an adventure. You know, have no idea what you're going to explore or what you're going to find. But it really is quite exciting, isn't it? Oh, it is. You know, since that day, I've... Uh I've paid attention to energy as as our human condition, if you will. And if you look at our collective consciousness, so like um, you know, it's funny when you when you think about karma and you think about yourself. 
oftentimes there's nothing to detect in your own psyche. You're 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 sitting here listening to the show, going, "Well, I feel pretty good. I mean, my life's okay. Things are good." And yet, if you turn around, and you look at society, you can see the the homeless man panhandling at the corner. And he's shaking so much, he's trying to get through the minute mm-hmm. or the hour, let alone the day. And it's easy to see that he's overwhelmed by energy in his psyche. And then on the other side of the coin, you see a a tycoon, you know, a real like Gandhi or Moses or Jesus or Buddha, where their psyche is so bright that nothing in their environment can touch them. Then you, you can start to get an idea of, um, how much difference there can be in a human experience. Exactly. And, you know, like everything is energy, isn't it? Absolutely. Every particle out there has an energy signature and in a way kind of an energy DNA. And we are all energy. You know, recently you did a show about, you know, passing on. And that's just the body that, you know, dies is this vessel that has had its expiration. But the DNA energy of who we are and all the lifetimes we have been just kind of goes back to source. It just, it's always been there. It was just capitulated in this vessel for a while. And I think part of the problem and kind of maybe one of your problems is that all of that energy was trapped in a logical mind and body without being able to have an expression of what it was really here for. And that speaks to so many people, doesn't it? Oh, sure. Well, you know, so, so many, so many, many people talk about frequency and energy mm-hmm. and the law of attraction, and that's just fine. I mean, that's certainly part of the conversation. But that day I I connected with that element and I work with these high power transmitters. I want to talk about the power of the energy. I want mm-hmm. to talk about the power of the frequency. Because when you bring the, the language of power in, then you're, then you're moving into a whole different realm. See, I can, I can, I can make a tone at barely audible uh, levels, or I can go on the stage of a rock concert and make it at a, you know, 150 decibels and, and shatter the place. Mm-hmm. It, the, the frequency is the same, but the difference is the power. Mm-hmm. The volume, the power. And that's in the way we speak, isn't it? You know, when we volumize something, it doesn't necessarily mean you're louder. It's within the the energy in which that you speak. Well, the the amount of energy that's in our subconscious as a measurement of power is inversely proportional to our relationship with light. In other words, we're all beings of light, and and day one, if you will, of our souls when our souls were born, we had all our power, and then we go into this human experience. And every single time we posture with the nature of life, we're taking some of that available power and we're compressing it and we're pushing it into our subconscious. And that creates a beacon of energy that the law of attraction responds to. Uh, I had so much anger in my psyche and I had attracted to me a very angry boss. And I could have easily have blamed him. I mean, he was... He was a scoundrel, he was malicious, very petty, but he was also my angel. He was a gift to me because every day he would belittle me and stir up my anger. Mm -hmm. And after a decade of that, 
it brought it to a head to a point where I could discover I had been pushing anger into my subconscious for years, and I had many, many thousands and thousands of watts of anger in my psyche that the law of attraction was responding to. And that's the point, isn't it? Is you know, it's you know what we reflect out is what is going to be received and given back. So if we have this anger within ourselves, or the delusionment, or you know, just disconnection too, which is hugely um, apparent nowadays, <coughs> you know, it's we're sending that vibration out. That's what's being received. That's what people are responding to. So you know, if if you meet anger the anger gets reflected back in you and incites the anger within you. And it's, sure. you know, it's the same thing as if we choose to, to seek things in love and, and uh, forgiveness and appreciation. You know, that vibration has its own power of energy. And again, it will reflect back. It will be met. And I think this is what a lot of people don't realize is we're, we're going to get back what we put out. But very much like an iceberg, where the the percentage of energy within our own personal energy persona that we're aware of is very small compared to how much energy is in our subconscious. So if I think of the amount of ice above the water, the, the small percentage, that's my conscious energy. And then the vast amount of ice underneath the water, that's my unresolved karma in my subconscious. Now, my conscious mind can think of love and joy and peace all day long, but I still have an ocean, you know, mm -hmm. a huge amount of unresolved energy in my subconscious. And until I resolve that, I will not be able to embody light for any period of time. I can have an aha enlightened moment, but literally the reason we have so much energy in our subconscious is because we've created mental and emotional patterning and habits that literally accumulate more and more energy as we go through our day. And, we, and for many of us, we're not cognitive of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. until, until we release it from our subconscious, it's part of our energy, no matter what our conscious mind is. is you know, how many people have practiced a lot of attraction to to no effect it's you have to deal you don't have to do anything but if you choose to reclaim your power you're going to need to clean out the karma of your subconscious Absolutely. energetically yeah i mean you know <clears throat> i had a conversation with somebody about um someone who passed over and uh, and they were saying oh they're they're at peace now and i said well no they actually had to go to soul school you know they they were so bitter and angry when they died that quote you can't take that into heaven you can't take that into that beautiful collective consciousness without you know deleting that negative energy and they were horrified you know because they thought that death was the answer to it all and you just go back <laughs> into peace and it's like well you know if if you are dna energy you know and you leave this vessel that energy still goes with you and if it's still angry and still bitter it's still going to have that energy signature so I always say, you know, if you want to have a peaceful transaction, you know, and go back into that collective energy, uh, you know, do the work you need to do in this lifetime so you sure. don't have to take it over with you. Sure. Well, humanity has gotten to the very edge of death. I mean, the, there's so many old souls. You don't incarnate your first time and, and have the, the caliber of lessons that we have on this planet in front of you. In other words... Uh, 
souls accumulate karma over many lifetimes as they go farther and farther into the darkness, getting more and more separated from the truth. So they can have a an extremely dark experience. Just look at the, the story of our collective culture on this planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're barbarians. Yes. Still, and so, still with no yeah. excuse. <laughs> and so our souls chose over and over again to go farther and farther and farther into the darkness, loading up our subconscious with all of our personal power so we would feel powerless. But I tell you what, it is, it is a really cool time to be alive because in a single lifetime, you can go from the edge of darkness to the light in one lifetime. And that's unheard of in our collective past, mm. outside of perhaps a few occurrences of it. But now, in in these days of this new human living, we're we're cognitive of the energetic model of what makes all this tick. And we, when we become cognitive of it, and then bring tools to it, we can we can raise our consciousness intentionally and deliberately, and consciousness. Consciousness is, is um, exponential. It's logarithmic. Mm-hmm. And so these are very exciting times for a soul to traverse such a broad range of human consciousness in a single lifetime. Yeah, kind of. We're on speed dial, aren't we? Um, sure. <laughs> you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm I'm 61, and just to, you know, I was born a very spiritual person, really having a hard time as a human experience, because there was so much anger and hate and everything around me, and I just didn't understand it. You know, uh, kind of look at people's lives, and I think, well, you shouldn't be angry, you shouldn't be so mad at life, but yet they were. And and it's really kind of when we got to, you know, 2012 and, and that beautiful energy signature change and that raise of that vibration and this awakening of the consciousness and now a hunger from the people to actually embrace that consciousness, the empowerment of it, the beauty of it, the supremeness yeah. of it, the purpose of it. And it's, you know, it's changed the whole energy signature completely. And so now it's, it is a beautiful experience, but seeing just where, how far we've come in the last three or four years, yes, we have done. We've gone faster in this last three or four years than we have done in many lifetimes beforehand. Oh my God, yes. And and keep in mind, consciousness is exponential. I mean, you, um, it it it's hard for the the ego, I suggest, to truly understand it. I mm-hmm. mean, we'll say, yes, oh yes, I'm awakening, and yes, I have more energy, and yes, yes, and all that's right, all that's spot on. But the amount of power that's available for us to embody is off the charts yeah. huge, because we're all divine beings. I'm talking about an ocean of nuclear power plants, a savannah full of, of you, you can't convey a big enough number. You know, there's mm-hmm. millions of watts, billions of watts, trillions of watts. Well, imagine a, a savannah covered with trillion watt generators. That's your little finger. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the divine incarnate, but you have to move... You know, when I build a transmitter that's going to make a million watts out the door and I push the go button, if the power is not congruent, that million watts will bark really loud and melt the flipping transmitter and put it on the ground as a puddle of molten metal. But if I honor the nature of that power, and in our own persona, that power is divine love, 
if I learn the nature of power and then I move myself into alignment with it, I can be the conduit of an immense amount of divine love into the collective consciousness. And when that happens, your ego goes, holy cow, this exactly. is so electric. Yeah. Let's do it again. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, you realize that you actually are more powerful amongst sure. the collective than you were just as this individual. You know, I would sure. say place importance upon yourself because you need to renew, rejuvenate, reinvest, you know, uh, and nurture yourself so that you can be a whole that you can bring to that collective. Because, uh, um, but it, there's a difference between self-importance, which is I'm more important than anyone else, which is generally derived by insecurity, um, and you know that ego there that always needs yeah. to be more important than anybody else. And, that's the you know, mind, yeah. And you know that's and that's because they haven't connected with the heart and the soul. Sure. And you, and you hear so many people talking about the heart, connecting with the heart, and I go, well, what? What about the soul? That's your divine intellect. That's your knowingness. That's that collective knowledge that just comes into your gut and you know what you know at the time you need to know it without any issue or any doubt or any problem whatsoever. Why are people not paying attention to that soul awakening? Oh, amen. It's I see it as a trilogy of sorts. The, the heart and the soul are certainly the power players, but you got to bring your ego along because if your ego panics, your ego can pull the plug on action. Your mm. ego can pull the plug on vocabulary. So your ego, when you first start off being powerful, your ego can be scared to death because your your soul will show a vast vision of your life, and you're like, holy cow, who am I to do that? And then your heart will show you bold action, and you're like, what the? Wait a minute, time out. I'm, I'm this little kid from Utah. What are you talking to me about? When I suggest, and I, I, I talk about this in Citizen King, the book, you, to get your ego to trust your heart and your soul verbatim, and that's very important. Yeah. That's an e that's an easy sentence to say, mm -hmm. but when you can accomplish that verbatim, then the heart and the soul can act in the moment over and over and over again without the ego panicking and pulling the the panic button. Exactly, it's then trusting that knowingness. Uh, sure. And, you know, it's only when you actually step into that knowingness. It, it erects your body. I mean, your whole spine feels everything flows uh, in you. Um, you know, you have no idea what you've just said or what you're saying, except for the <laughs> fact that it's, you know, it, it's having an impact. It's it's that moment. You know, how many people I interview and say, well, I didn't write the book. I was just this conduit. They just flowed sure. through me. Yeah. And I said, but, you know, you have the intellect to actually understand what it is you were writing. Sure. And that's the partnership that goes there. But it's... Yes. You know, we are not these single entities unto ourselves. We are part of the, you know, the quadrillion, trillion uh, um, cells out there that make us up. And uh, you know, also the amount of lifetimes we've had, you know, is that signature of, of where we've been, what we've learned, who we are, how we've evolved within ourselves. And paying attention to those deja vu moments. Or that, you know, that I don't know why I know, but I just know it, yep. you know, allow it to happen because that is your divine guidance. Indeed. It, the Your soul, I, I like the idea of your soul as this portal on one side is your ego and the other side is God divine. And uh, 
and your and how much of God you can take through your soul is it it comes it comes from discipline in in a sense of practice because um we are such powerful beings when um and and the whole point of the the book Citizen King is to bring the totality of you, your ego, your heart, and your soul into lockstep with it, with itself, so your soul can have untethered influence in every moment of your day, and your heart can burst forth in in un, um, unconditional love, and then your ego just puts on you know uh, chaps and gets on a saddle and tries <laughs> to hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up or let, get left behind. There's yeah. a sentence that you have in, in one of the chapters. Um, we are making these choices motivated by our own karma without the ability to err. For it has taken us many lifetimes to accumulate such deep layers of darkness. Yet our souls choose this darkness as an advanced karmic classroom of sorts in order to gain an opportunity to learn the most powerful lessons possible for mastering our own human nature. Um, again, we are those multiple beautiful layers of who we have been, right? Oh, my God. And this lifetime now, our mind, I mean, we have the language available now. We, we, can, we can conceptually put a framework around what it means to be a, a, the new age of power and a new human walking around on the planet with this, you know, trillions of terawatts of divine love just cocked and ready in the moment and we just go through our day and 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 surrender to that the impulse of our soul and and it's just this ever evolving ever expanding vehicle of of divine love mm -hmm. you know there, there's something that the new pope which I, I love he's so cool because he's so now um, he's not stuck in some kind of, you know, dogma of the past. And, you know, I don't care what religion you are as long as it's based in love and kindness. And, you sure. know, I think what we have to go back to is forget about all these little institutions that we've popped up everywhere that has become so important and be so protective of themselves that the message has got lost. Is let's go back down to the simplicity of the code of life. You know, don't do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know, that kindness, that love, that respect. That they're the fundamentals of life. And if we go back to those, we will actually find that we have the building blocks, solid building blocks to be able to live our lives. When you, the closer you get to God, the less language can, can touch it. Mm -hmm. the, I, I like the burning bush. I am that I am. I mean, in, in other words... If I try to embellish whatsoever, I'll be diluting the purity of my truth. And and tr the truth of who we are is always elegant and simple. It, I mean, if you, uh, in the book, I use the analogy of a movie projector. And if you think of a movie projector, there's a bright white light. Mm -hmm. And and then you can put any flipping movie you want in the projector, and the light will fulfill it. And so our our divine essence is pure white light, and we so often talk in a language that's hinged around our national nationality mm -hmm. and our upbringing and our culture. But but the truth existed before any of that existed. The truth existed before there was dirt. 
And so when we try to put it in the context of a human experience, we always have to mangle it to get it to fit our human understanding because language can't touch it. Like I love the 13th century poet Rumi, you know, the pen breaks and the paper slips away where lover loving and loved becomes one. Mm -hmm. You can't, you just can't language the sheer beauty, the expansiveness. There's, there's just no duality there at all. It's just white light at the core of us. And I think when we embrace our own light, you know, the thing is, and I speak to this all the time, about society's expectations. And, you know, society and, and religion and education and even political has dictated the way humans should live. And it's really lost its sense of, of reasoning, of, of clarity, of simplicity and of love. Uh, it's become so paranoid that you know what we've done is a disservice to human um to mankind because we haven't taught them to tune in to live from the inside out to embrace their divine purpose their divine gift they're not meant to be einstein they're not meant to be the next president they're not meant to be god they are meant to be just who they are and when we stop living up to everybody else's expectation a false expectation that we can never meet and we keep beating ourselves up because we think we should. When we start embracing our own divine gift and who we are, we start to see the light within us. Indeed. It, you know, the, the old school religion has this idea of, quote, righteousness, unquote. It's <laughs> like, that's like laughable. And, li and I like what you said. There's no blueprint or template of of what it looks like to be a human being experiencing heaven on earth. There's seven billion templates of what it means to be a human being living in heaven on earth. Heaven on earth being unconditional love for all that is. And that's a big sentence, all that is. Mm -hmm. And and so do you like to wear your hair long or short well then do it you like your music loud or soft well crank it up or crank it down you want a tattoo of barney the clown on your <laughs> forehead pop it up there in other words it's god's good pleasure to give you the you're you're god incarnate there's there's a real sacred space within you, and that's your own authentic signature, your own authentic divinity. And that shows up in the way that you prefer. And you'll never be authentic, like you said, mm -hmm. copying somebody else. Mm -mm. And so, or living so, somebody else's expectation, you know, living by somebody else's opinion of you, not well, your own authentic self. Right. So what do you genuinely want? And and so often we'll we'll kind of get close to genuine. Well, I'd really like this, but, but you know, that'd be kind of loud and obnoxious. I'm going to default a little bit towards the collective. Nope, nope, time out. You've you've mucked it up. What do you really want? <laughs> you know. And and it takes some practice to say, what the hell? This is what I want. And that's it. That is it because you are di divinity incarnate. And and we're here to uh, the when the ego is feeling joy, when the ego is feeling joy, it is in step with your heart and your soul. 
And so what would you enjoy? Enjoy. That's the measuring stick of whether you're honoring the truth of who you are or not. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, and that's, you know, I think, um, you know, from our age, there was a lot of lack of permission to be. Um, You know, we were there was, again, that expectation of what we should be. There wasn't a permission to be ourselves. And, you know, I look at my life and the common thread that goes through it is that I am, you know, kind of a bohemian hippie running through the pearls and tweed. You know, it's perfect. uh, (laughs) And I'm a contradiction. But that is who I am and what my life is. And um, and that is okay because I can be many things to many people but there is always a common denominator and I think that is the it's taken me a long time in my life to to finally um, take that permission to be myself yes and and not have to live up to this expectation of somebody else Uh, because we will never please anyone else if we go and do things in our lives to please someone else we will always feel disconnected from ourselves when we embrace all that we are all that beautiful divine white light energy within us and we exude that and resonate it out (laughs) to other people believe me they know who you are and they want to be in your presence so for the healing of the planet it is absolutely essential that we step into this role of our own divine selves isn't it oh indeed have you seen normal have you seen how messed up normal is I mean, if you're trying to... I wouldn't to know be, what normal is. I wouldn't have to do it. I don't, I don't want to know what <laughs> no. normal is. I've done normal for decades, and I, I, it's like, that's insanity. Yeah. It, you, you drive around in your car, and you look at other people's faces, and they're so deadpan. They're mm-hmm. like, you need Walking CPR down. or something? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, who are you trying to copy? It's like, so many people are so incongruent. They have no concept of what authentic living's about, right. so... Don't even bother trying to copy somebody. Copy yourself. Like in in my teachings, I can't get you to the highest the highest realm of your truth if I project my thoughts, feelings, or beliefs on you. Exactly. So my language is very sterile. In order to get all that power out the door, it was purity, the purity of the signal that allowed it to convey through the equipment and not melt it down. So likewise, as a spiritual teacher, I can't, I don't, I, I don't want to have anything to do with what you believe. That's not my call. Yeah. But I can, I can tell you how, how your choices in relationship to yourself, how your choices can honor or dishonor you being a powerful person. I got that down. That's why I exist. Mm-hmm. My soul put me in front of these big ass transmitters so I could wrap my noggin around what the hell is power. Right. Well, it wasn't obvious. It wasn't <laughs> obvious at all. And I don't I don't hear a lot of people language power very eloquently. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine. There's no one savior on the planet. Everybody needs to just do their own thing and and people will resonate with whoever they resonate with. But well, that's that's the whole point of it, isn't it? That's the smoker's board of life. You know, yes. if if we all ate the same meal, did the same job, full of the same path, I'm yawning <laughs> yeah. already. Uh, yeah. You know, that's the reason why we're actually so drawn to zombie movies and, and the living <laughs> dead, because we relate so much to that. It's like, you know, I am one of those people with my arms stretched out going, ah, give me life, you know. 
and we see this so much within people where they just literally have died and they need that death to come back to life and they and it's really birthing themselves again by waking up to that beautiful energy that's within them that's calling them and all we can do as guiders is inspire and invite them to take the same path not by our dictation but yes. by our you know resonance of our belief examples of us being mm. authentic to who we are exactly exactly you know it's when when you are that beautiful ball of energy you know it's like harry met sally i want what she's having (laughs) (laughs) i want a double shot exactly (laughs) exactly how good can you stand it (laughs) bring it on (laughs) that's right but you know the point is two people have to understand that there is a little work involved because there's a whole load of you know, um, uh, however long you've been around, sometimes, you know, I had 172 lifetimes removed from me, which was, um, uh, you know, not the whole memories, but a memory of a pattern that was constantly being repeated of my own self-worth. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, once that was removed from me, for a while there, I just was like flapping in the wind, who the hell am I? I'm not right. this condition <laughs> in, anymore. And, you know, it was a journey for, of discovery, of self-discovery, hence the name of the radio station, of uh, me discovering who I am and what my purpose is and really letting my soul and my heart have the voice. Sure. And make sure that it's a very loud voice within me and that I honor that voice yeah. because Yeehaw. exactly exactly <laughs> but it is it is a journey you have to take there is no downloadable app there is no quick fix and you know it is something that people have to understand is that even when you get there it's still a journey there's still so much more to learn there's still so much more to do and it's become an adventure now oh indeed the um the the the, the depth of who we are I mean, I'm I'm in I'm insatiable in curiosity about what is possible in our human condition. So here I am, a personification of the divine. Poof, here I am. I have flesh and bones. I wake up in the morning. I have these things called thoughts. I have these things called feelings. And then I look at the history of humanity and there were 25 yogas taught in India where people were teleporting and levitation and all these all these things, anything any savior or sage or deity or prophet has ever done, you can do too. We're made mm-hmm. from the same fabric. And I sit here and I, I take my brain out every day and I soak it in vinegar <laughs> and I stretch and I stretch and I stretch. And and it's, a, it's an ever unfolding story. Mm-hmm. I cannot exhaust my potential. And, and, and when you think about that, Spend it like you spend it like you just won the lotto. It's like dump it out of you like uh, without hesitation or concern because there's always more inside of you that seeks expression in you through you as you. And so it gets the ideas that come in your mind and the vision of your life keeps expanding and expanding. Right now the the vision my soul is showing me for my life, I'm like Holy crap. Oh my God. This, I can't wait. What can I, you know, I'm so damn excited. And, and it's just a stepping stone of possibilities. Your, your soul dangles your dreams in front of you to entice you to engage the journey. 
And as you engage the journey, your power rises, and so your potential rises. And as you do that, your dreams expand. Mm -hmm. And so how what a beautiful story that on this planet of pain and suffering and misery of the past, there's going to be these a legion, legions of Gandhis and Jesuses and Buddhas that pop up like lighthouses and and totally blow away the old paradigm of what's possible. And you, the listener, yes, you can participate as one of these beings of light that awaken within themselves and play out the vision of your heart and your soul in this lifetime in an ever unfolding story. It's like, where do I get a ticket for that? Oh, wait, I got a ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, the beautiful thing is, is that if we look upon ourselves, you know, as as a novel, you know, we, we have so many chapters. And, you know, for some of us, there might be many books in our lifetime. And, you know, uh, who I was growing up um, is different to who I am now. Who I was when I was raising my children is different. They are totally different novels altogether. You know, totally sure. different books of who I was and who I'm... and. My next, you know, book in life is, th the thing is, it's, it's even more exciting to take because I'm in my divine purpose. I'm nice. very solidified in that divine purpose now without any apology, but I don't know where it's going to take me. <laughs> and that's where it's exciting because now I'm open to all these possibilities, all these op opportunities, because I know that I'm only inviting them from this core of my meaningful purpose. Sure. And you showed up in this moment here and now fulfilling your purpose today. Yep. So so the only day ever, ever that you will experience heaven is today. And and if you live in your ego, if you live in your mind and you and you stay in the the busy mind, your heart and your soul's intention for your life will not be fulfilled if you stay in ego. Mm -hmm. But if you if you learn the mech the mechanisms of getting your heart, your soul, and your ego in step, then the vision of your soul will move forward today. The the love of your heart will express today, and your ego will experience joy today. And in when those three things happen, that's the doorway of heaven on earth. If you practice that, you can experience heaven today. And if if you have practiced that, you'll be in good form to experience heaven tomorrow, too. When when you go to bed at night, you have a very deep sense of satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. There's an ocean of peace that comes from honoring the truth of who you are. Yeah, the gift of the present is in the now, isn't it? Sure. And, you know, when we take care of our now, it takes care of our next moment. And, you know, there's so many people that live for tomorrow. And I go, well, what about the gift of today? The gift of now. This is the moment you have. We're never promised tomorrow. That is another gift. Let us look at what we have right here in this moment and be appreciative and show gratitude for it and act upon it in the way that we are here to serve. Indeed. It, if you put it off till tomorrow, you'll never have it because it's only in today that you can experience anything. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so people think, well, does that mean that you don't, you know, you don't prepare for tomorrow? You just, you know, live like a nomad? No. I mean, you know, we, we take care of the human needs. 
the sure. human needs the house over the head, you know, over the roof, the roof over the heads and food in the stomach. And, you know, we need to know that there's something coming in tomorrow to sustain that so that we can live in our divine spirit. And there isn't a separation between your spirit and your body. It is one of the same. And when you learn to actually live in beautiful partnership of it, um, you actually realize how wonderful divine this body is in the experiencing of the spirit. Indeed, it's it's like your soul is the artist and your your body is the paintbrush, mm-hmm. and and your experience and feelings are the are the tactile interaction of the brush pushing into the canvas and the and the paint coming off the brush as you take a stroke, and and it's it's super divine. It's sacred space. It is it is the fulfillment of all of creation happening yet again. But if your ego is tempering everything with this, well I gotta be in control crap, then the brush is 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 hogtied and it can't really get express flowing. Mm-hmm. And and the more your ego can trust, the more the strokes become intuitive and natural and, and the the painting just explodes and the ego's like, wow, okay, I had no flipping idea this was possible. What else is possible? Yeah. And that's the same with people who write. I'm, I'm, um, I've had everybody say to me, Sarah, where's your book? And it was always, I mean, my brother is the author. He's a professional author and he's so disciplined in the chapter, the this, the that. And I'm such a now person. And I recently interviewed a, um, a, a um, not a publicist, a, a ah! Somebody prints books. Lost the name there for a moment. Publisher. Um, ah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Completely out of my head. And he was saying to me, you're a sprinter. And he said, it just it literally put all your sprint stories together and, and, and thread them. And I thought, there I am. I have got 15 years of articles there. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, yes, thou, that makes sense to me. And that's, again, having to readjust your thinking, isn't it? Well, just because something is done that way, doesn't mean it has to be done that way because if I did it that way that wouldn't be authentic to me you know I am that sprinter I am that person that lives in that now so let's tell the stories of my many nows and show the common thread very nice you know the uh, a lot of times people like uh, baby boomers will will be in a career for a couple of decades and then they kind of peter out and they have no satisfaction or fulfillment with the industry that they've worked in and they think, well, crap, I'm done with it. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, stop. (laughs) That might be true that you're done with it, but it could also be true that you understand the mechanism of what has been in the past and then your heart and soul will feed you. I talk about this in the book, these monolithic structures that are just karmic train wrecks that we're all collectively attached to. We have one internet, one, one currency, you know, everything is monolithic. And, and in order to be um, fully empowered human beings living in a genuine sense of personal sovereignty, we need many, many choices, many internets, many currencies, many opportunities for energy. And so you might have worked in an industry only to be the person where the new idea of that energy uh, industry comes in, and you will be the vehicle that understands the needs, the wants of the industry. And your heart and soul will feed you the model of the new paradigm, 
and you can start a multi-billion dollar industry because you've honored who you are. I think also the beautiful thing that we're seeing, we're seeing so many beautiful indigo kids. I mean, the children of today are so much more gifted, more articulate, uh, have the ability to use their minds so much more you know, um, abundantly than we have been because we really, you know, the school can't linearize them anymore because they're able to do that multitasking and, and see things in a totally different way. And, and really, it's quite beautiful to see. Now, you take somebody who is so uh, far thinking, far seeing, who can see those possibilities, and you mix it with somebody who actually has had the experience, and you yeah. put those two together. Yeah. Now, that is a partnership made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And and just look, you know, at, in the news recently, Walmart's talking about closing stores, Macy's talking about what, whatever. The, the, a huge vacuum of service has been pinched out of our culture, out of our economy in so many industries. We've been pinched and pinched and pinched. Well, that's raw potential. Yeah. That's raw potential for people like you and me to say, Holy crap, I mean, this is felony. I can do that better in my sleep. And so we're at such a potential time. There's so much raw potential. Just if love doesn't need any particular measuring, but we're so used to currency, there's trillion-dollar ideas by the bushel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... And it's God's good pleasure to give it to you at any level you can embody it. So belly up to the bar. You right. roll up your sleeves or rip your shirt off or whatever the <laughs> hell feels good and dive in and, and and frolic in it in a in a joyful expression of compassion for humanity as you bring a new paradigm to our collective experience. And also never have we seen ever in the history of time of so many people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s starting new industries, becoming an entrepreneur, yep. you know, embracing something they love to do. You know, uh, for you and I, you know, we were out to pasture in the past, you know, past our expiry date. And, you know, here we are, you know, with new ventures, new discoveries, you know, new reasons for being and stepping into it proudly with, you know, with like, yes, I actually honor the age I have because it's been everything I've learned that now I can impart, you know, um, onto you. And I think this is a difference that we're seeing now. And it's really kind of quite beautiful to see that there isn't that barrier. And that a great deal is, is thanks to the Internet. Oh, indeed. I, I love the saying, my age is none of my business. It's like, <laughs> it's like what the hell? Do you have a good idea or not? I mean, yes. I, I'm, it's like uh, the idea of retirement. Oh, I, I want to... I want to be, be a ever ever expanding conduit yes. of possibilities. It feels so good when you show up for yourself. When your self love is so resolved and honed that I'm, I don't want to ever say no to my heart and my soul. So whatever the hell they dream up, I'm in. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> now you you were a DJ for a long time, weren't you? The the first time I spun vinyl was 1976. Oh, playing, the good old days, the good old playing days. Playing the oldies. <laughs> and, yeah, and I and I had um, I was with the first mobile discotheque in South Africa, and I was the very first go-go girl. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. And and we did it because we got paid to do parties, and so we got paid to go and do what we love. <laughs> yeah. Right. And there's some, there's something different about being that DJ, isn't there? Because there is that 
you are very much trying to keep people into the now and build up an energy within that, you know, within that collective there where everybody has an euphoric moment. And that is going to come through by the choice of music that you play, uh, how it builds that energy. And it's the same kind of metaphor for life, isn't it? Oh, my God, yeah. When, when you make your choices based on the compassion of your heart, there's so many people that are so uh, uh, downtrodden and tired of this karmic. I mean, we're all emotionally drunk. And, uh, and people are flat out tired. I mean, uh, it, I mean, people are, some people are really struggling with just day-to-day living. And when you can be that vehicle of, of that new idea, that new sound, that new thought that gives them hope and then they turn around respond and and start turning around i mean and that's service that's flat out service Mm -hmm. when you get a taste of that it's hard to put it down yeah it is uh you know i was a spiritual counselor for over 40 years and you know working through with people sometimes months sometimes years to get them to take off the fear coat you know and uh, to be able to see their possibilities and you know and I found it very draining and um, you know sometimes I had to walk away from it because I just felt like you know the life was being sucked out of me and you know I realize now that yes I've I've done all of that I've had some great success um, but you know where I am now you know is that you know that um, that antenna uh, that's out there that shows people tune in here because I've got all the the beautiful divine knowledge and energy you need right here to tap into with all the wonderful people I interview that uh, you know my my saying now there is a show for everything um, sure. and you know that's the point is that we've never ever ever in history of time been able to be so accessible to people's yes. stories to people's journeys to people's hows and if we learn to tune out of our own misery and tune into other people's accomplishments and overcoming their challenges and embracing their their beautiful divine path, we will realize that's our green light for ourselves. Oh my God, yes, and and without end. I mm. mean, it it it's hard to comprehend from the ego. It's like I see. It's like um, channeling the vision of heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. So so we've got this single icon called money. And it decides where we live, where we go to school, what we eat for dinner, where we go on vacation. It decides everything. So let's flip that over where it decides nothing. So how, how do we imagine that? Okay, let's just blow the, the doors off. You get $100,000 every morning for the rest of your life. So now money's not an issue. What would you be doing? And And when you truly get a sense for how much you've been... Um, ch- uh, chased into a corner with a mental and emotional patterning with your upbringing and you start to blast those open and crack them open your lifetime can can totally transform from any story in the past mm-hmm. the, the past has no merit towards your future unless you won't let go of it when you can really shake that that subconscious karma out of your psyche and become empty and open and lucid, then your soul just has this big ass smile on its face and it's like, all right, let's do this. 
and you start getting these streams of ideas of what you can do today. You start to see visions of your life in two years, five years, ten years. And my ego, sometimes I cry. It's like, holy crap. My life is just how do you how do you measure this? I there's there's no language or dialogue to talk about how transformational the opportunities of your own personal energy persona, what gifts there are inside of you forever. The truth of you is perfect and whole and absolute, and you can never do anything to tarnish it. It awaits it awaits its expression in in you, through you, as you. Exactly. And you know, the, if somebody gave me $100,000 every morning, all I would do is do what I'm doing now, but do it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do it with, with, with a lot more ease and a smile on my face, yes. Get some more amps on the stereo so exactly. I can turn it up louder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then gather a lot more people telling the story. Um, yes. Yeah, the thing is, is when you do find your path, right? You know, the path doesn't mean you're, you know, that little stall on the side of the road and you're not going anywhere. You know, it means that you're on a path with, you know, in the van with the voice thing going out, you know, just telling your story and making things happen along the way. And I'm on the right journey. I'm certainly on the right path, doing the right thing at last. Um, but obviously it just, um, I invite, uh, you know, the universe to help me do it better. Sure. And you know that's um, it's it's for me it's one show at a time, and that's the beauty of it because that one show is very personal at the time that I'm doing it, and that's why I love doing it. I love sharing people's stories, like yours, where you tuned in, you you know you tuned in, you 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 got that frequency, you heard the message, and you followed the path, and you can't walk away from that. You know, for I some can't. people, they end up with a hatchet in the head because the universe is saying, oh, my God, what do I have to do to get your attention? Right. But when you learn to tune into those signs and pay attention to it and follow the path, you don't need to know where you're going. That right. is part of the discovery. Yeah. And I suggest the less formal education you have, the better you might be at it. Uh, well, yes, uh, with, with an education of grade eight, yes, my dear. I mean, I was always considered academically dumb, and, and you know, I think there's some great benefits to it. So uh, I will, instead of being ashamed of that as I was in the past, I completely own it now. It's I a have gift. not been contaminated with too much knowledge. Right. Amen. I like that. So um, let us now look to your radio shows. When do they air? Um, whom do you interview? I love to interview people who are shaping the, the future of human consciousness. It airs uh, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, you can get a link to the show at newhumanliving.com. And I bring on people who who honor the truth of themselves, who have found a way through their own experience to discover that their own personal power. The whole idea behind new human living is living from the heart and the soul. And that's always a place of power. So the new human living radio show, it's um, blog talk radio hosts it. And uh, once a week we take an hour, just like this show here. And we walk through the journey, you know, it's like you said, it's such a joy mm -hmm. to share the journey of others. 
there's always an inspiration to be found, a connection that is made, a light bulb moment that comes on by hearing somebody else's story. And, you know, a feeling of coming away, even if it's just simply celebrating what somebody's achieved. Um, you know, there's always that, well, if they can, what's my excuse? Sure. Right. So always fun to have and um, honored to have been on your show as well. So thank you for inviting me. It's my good pleasure. And now how do people get hold of the book and your services? Um, Citizen King, The New Age of Power is available through any book outlet, either online or brick-and-mortar bookstores. Um, you can, anywhere on the planet, you should be able to walk into a bookstore and order one or buy it online or you at newhumanliving.com there's a link to the publisher and at lesjensen.com likewise there's a link right to the publisher it was published through Balboa and so um, it should be available uh, globally I haven't tried to order it on the other side of the planet yet but and uh, the you know the book we've been in, inundated with imprinting from our collective consciousness and our and our emotional baggage that our our wars and suffering have loaded up in our psyche citizen king the new age of power really drills down to what would it look like for you to genuinely honor the truth of who you are it it's very concise chapters it's very clean language because I can't be successful in helping you be powerful unless you're authentic to who you are. So Citizen King is a is an excellent workbook to give you the ideas and principles of you embracing the truth of who you are, which is a very, very powerful human being. And uh, the more we do embrace who we are, the more we step into that beautiful divine energy of our purpose, the more we resonate that beautiful glow of energy out to the people, the more and more we become the healing uh, component to what this world needs, and the more and more we empower this world to truly be the beautiful place it's meant to be. I have a, a few projects that are that will be coming online pretty soon, so I suggest you sign up for the newsletter at newhumanliving.com, and that way you'll be connected with some of the resources we're going to bring online to help you awaken to the truth of who you are. And that you know, everybody's seeking the truth, isn't it? And it all lies within us. All we have to do is pay attention. Yep. Tune in, not tune out. <laughs> 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 well, thank you so much. This has been an absolute delight. I have truly enjoyed this. I have too. It, it's always nice to just have an open you know, um, lighthearted, compassionate dialogue about the nature of nature, of being a human being. Yes, the being, emphasis on the being. Yes. Um, yes, and, and uh, when we're there, you'll get what we're talking about um, because there's nowhere else you want to be. So, Amen. you know, take the journey, right? Amen. Well said. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Les, and I look forward to having you back on again in the future. Very nice. Okay, Thank folks, you. Uh, you know, it's all up to us. So the, the answers lie within us. Um, the wisdom is all around you. Um, you know, read Les's book. Um, reach out to him. Listen to him shows. Because the more you tune into other people's wisdom, the more it in ignites that truth that lies within you that has been dormant, waiting to be reborn. We are the answer to ourselves, but we have to reach out to others. Until next time, folks. <laughs>